You're listening to the OneOfUs.net Podcast Network. OneOfUs.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber-supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to OneOfUs.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. Welcome back to Deliberations of Doom. 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 Episode two. <laughs> Alan's like Doom. <laughs> just Doom. I was just Doom. Let's go. Come on. Let's get this moving. Can we get Let's a doom. little bit more enthusiasm out of Alan, please? Um, this is our <laughs> second episode of our new. I, I mean, it's not necessarily new, but last five years. Last streaming, five years streaming. Streaming. Yeah. And um, so we're going to we're going to talk about the 2017s, 2018s. Hopefully, if we don't, if we get talk to it, too yeah. much. But I do want to start this one off with a shot from Shotlow. Okay, fine. Wait, oh, I, there's no shot in here. Well, I mean, that's because Shotlow isn't in the room. Shotlow's left because apparently I fucked up and set the air conditioning. Not yeah, high it enough, was it so. was really. Hot, I mean, did all that whiskey, which is weird. Drink? He's Mexican. That's wild. Look at <laughs> all that whiskey that's gone already. Uh, I don't know what why you're talking about. Are you judging about. us, Alan? I'm not judging you, freaks of alcohol. All right, so if you're dri- if you're drinking. Drinking a shot. We gotta stop got with a shot. You, you gotta shot, get shot, started. Shot, 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 shot. Apparently that's our. Oh, and then Alan's yeah. just like, I want to. Because we start this podcast by realizing this is meant to be fun, and if you're watching horror films, come on, alcohol is kind of called for. Yeah. <laughs> so cheers, cheers prost. Uh, what we else is it. there? Skull. Slancha. Slancha. Oh, that was super good. Uh, Nick bought. Um, Benchmark. Which is always the best whiskey. It's super great. It's like $8 a bottle. Hey, well, I, hey I've dra- I bought it. I'm feeding you guys booze, and you're going to call out what I buy? <laughs> oh, no. I, I bought the same thing for these, so I'm there with you. No, I mean, when it's Chris, he buys KD, Kentucky Deluxe. Yeah, exactly. So I have no room to complain. We're not rich, motherfuckers. <laughs> and um, that's because if you haven't subscribed to one of us.net Ooh, already, like that this. would be a really good idea. And then you can keep keep us in better booze like Jameson <laughs> or Tullamardu or, you know, it, it, Basil Hayden. Uh, if you're a uh, if, uh, you're I mean, if, we get, cat, if we're really successful, yeah, Basil yeah. Hayden, that'd be nice. If so. you subscribe to uh, Patience's Prof Patience, Prof underscore Patience Instagram page. She is a, what she's much talked about in the past. Her being a model, she's been posting some pictures of that young Patience as a model, and like they're like, oh jeez, adjust your tie. I clutch uh-huh. my pearls. I can promise you that if we get more subscriptions on Deliberation of Doom, we will post some pictures. Of that period that will surprise you. We will. I mean, I am willing to put some stuff up for subscribers only, and uh, that but patience shit is, is selling titties over here. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Not, you in the market for titties? Do, I, I offered, I offered I, to put some shirtless pics into this month, but <laughs> no one cares about mine. I did. So. I did it. I did it before, and people were like, "Don't ever do that." Again. For premium <laughs> subscribers, you will see my plumber's crap. <laughs> 
Hey, uh, hey so is that plumbing working Sexy. okay, or can I help you with that? The waters I, are muddy. I know Nick's been working up to those hundred push-ups. Just saying, he's working it. That's true. I mean, I've got I've got some boobs going on. Yeah. And Meg is eating my. Oh, Meg the kitty is eating, eating any cable available. Cables. Anyway, so we're here to talk about horror movies, and but first we're going to take a question from oh, our, oh. literally our most loyal fan. Maciek Kerr from Poland, who I is not just a fan, him. but also has written some great pieces covering the Annecy uh, Animation Film Festival, which has gotten us more retweets than almost anything we've ever done. He's amazing. Yeah, he's fantastic. But he wrote this question that made me go, are you outside right now? <laughs> it's uh, a rough one. He says, if Chris Cox was kidnapped by a psychopath and imprisoned in a living room of a house that looks exactly like his own, and the rest of you guys decided, you know what? We don't need to call the police. We are drunk. <laughs> we are drunk Wait, enough. why are we drunk in all of these questions? We, we why can, wouldn't we be? <laughs> I think we're... And then how we started the episode? Uh, we're drunk enough. We can handle this one on our own. With what crazy and reckless plan would you come up to save Chris with as he is sitting paralyzed with fear, watching the killer, performing some eerie fan dance? The, <laughs> fan dance. I love it. Uh, the yeah. clock is ticking. P.S. Also, same question for Chris with patience or whoever he, prefer, he prefers in his place, which is to say anyone. But let's just stick with me, I guess, to make it easy. I, I responded, you've thought about this to a degree that is slightly worrisome. But also wonderful. And I've, I've thought about it a little bit myself. And here's, I think you're the only one that did. So here's my plan. This is okay. what I would This is what I would do. You're Set it on Chris fire. Man. Hope for the best. <laughs> Sit back and watch. Go to the Winchester, have a few pints, <laughs> wait for it to blow over. over. <laughs> so I don't currently have any swords here in Austin, but I'm sure Los does. So oh, my we, first step. We definitely have I have swords. a sword here. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. So I would grab the nearest sword I could find and run in, screaming like a madman, knocking things over, and just generally freaking the person out so they are distracted enough that Alan and Patience can tackle them and pin them down. <laughs> Wait, why do we have to tackle the bad guys? Because I'm breaking things with swords. <laughs> you're a distraction, is that what you're saying? Yeah, a wild, crazy So you're making Alan and I do the, the, the so he, hard work. He distracts them. I light the house on fire. Okay. That's <laughs> a, why does the house have to be on fire? We got to get it on fire, Chris. I don't have time to explain the plan. We need the house on house. fire. Alan needs to have things to be on fire. The house fire. is on fire. It's a home invasion. I don't want See, my house on here's fire. Here's the thing. It'll burn the ropes that are tying you down before it burns you and then too badly, you as well. and then you can get up and run away. I think that only works in the movies, y'all. My, well, my plan, oh, you know that uh, dream sequence in American Werewolf in London where the werewolves yeah, yeah, are yeah. at his home and they're stabbing and shooting everyone? Oh, I think yeah. it'd be like the that. The Nazi werewolves? Yeah, we dress up as Nazi werewolves. <laughs> uh, we come in there with machine guns and just shoot the whole place up. I, I no, a sword, though, right? Like, yeah, you can do a sword. Yeah, there's... Okay, Nick gets a sword. Alan gets a lighter. We're all wearing Nazi werewolf uniforms. Except me, Except for Chris. Like, right. Who's just like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. And then we kill this dancing man who's dancing some fan dance for you. I don't yeah, know. Some weird psycho Why fan dance. Why is there a fan dance? I don't know. I wouldn't dance. Or maybe we just Why join him in his dance. dance. That's a good idea. Oh, now, what if it was a dance-off? What if it turned into that? Like, oh, you pull out your own fan Patience to the left. <laughs> No. Alan to the right, here I come. I stuck <laughs> in the middle. And then he's just like, I, feel like I got if we served. Have a fan dance, I give 
Because we need Shotlos. Because Shotlos. Oh, in the fire situation, Shotlos can fuel the fire. He can blow fire with bourbon. Yeah. yeah. So we light Chris on fire. This plan is not good. So Chris is going to die in the house fire. Wait, your plan was to save me. What crazy and reckless plan would you come up with to save Chris? Oh, well, That's I the mean, key all our crazy, he, reckless plans are not going to work. Technically, <laughs> say that you had to survive. He, he said, said, save Chris. No, we're going to baptize you, so we'll save your soul. And save Chris. <laughs> we save your soul, we kill the body. I don't Long like this. Long live the new flesh. Can I talk to people from Digital Nick, Noise instead? Nick is going to have a sword. He might ac- accidentally decapitate you. We oh don't know. God. I will not accidentally decapitate. No, I will Are not. Are you sure? Well, no, I'm not sure. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe just a little bit. I don't Partial like the maiming. way this has been going. Listen, <laughs> my first priority is Monkey and the, and Meg and Jack. Like, that's... I know where I stand. It's fine. <laughs> uh, my wife says the same thing. So. Um, I mean, we're going to save Well, them. this isn't a replica of your house, so maybe we just take the cats and release them into the replica, and they do the attacking I for feel us. like I would be oh, have more luck letting my cats come up with the rescue plan than I you don't guys. think... We could just, think like, throw catnip at the... I think the cats would just be waiting by the food bowl. The cats would just wait by the food bowl, like, where in the hell is Chris? Where is his mother? We are hungry. Why am I not being fed? Why am I starving right now? <laughs> yeah, it's a, I'll, I'll just use the briar patch plan. I'll be like, <laughs> well, I don't know, but the one thing you don't want to do is sit in that empty food bowl, Terrace. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna die hard this shit. We're gonna cl- we're gonna climb through the ducks with a sword because of Nick. The sword's important. And yeah. a lighter. Drop C4. And with the bottle of bourbon. C4? Well, die hard. I was thinking we were in the ducks. You dropped a C4 down the elevator. <laughs> oh and a bottle God. of bourbon for me. Yeah. Uh, just just. Those me. are our chosen That's weapons. It. I got yeah. a sword. I got C4. Okay, she's got a bottle of bourbon. Chris is not going to survive this <laughs> no. at all. Like, we will he's, he's dead. The Chris point of the question is to save Chris. Well, I, we, yeah, I think We are not good at not rescuing people. Happen. Apparently. <laughs> I now know who my zombie team is not. <laughs> yeah, it is me shouting, burn the zombies! Burn them! <laughs> and Chris is like, well, is my house burned? Down. <laughs> Confusing. All right, let's All right. go into the actual movies we have oh, to talk about. Oh, is that what we talk about? Yeah, we talk about movies. Oh my gosh, I didn't and even realize. First up was Book of Birdie. Whose pick was this? Oh, it was Nick's. Pick. Yeah, God, this is my pick, Nick. and I regret it slightly. Not totally. Not totally. No, I don't. Uh, I don't think you should regret it totally. Yeah, because although I found this movie very dull and ponderous, it was interesting. I think this movie could have been like a 25-minute short film about a young girl coming of age and developing a lesbian relationship with a slightly older girl. And it would have been cute and nice and everything is cool. Like, that part of the story... I mean, that basically is the story. Yeah. You could have had the haunting shit in there and the stigmata stuff in the short as well. This movie really takes that 25-minute idea... And makes it into this, like... Stretches it out way past where... Talk about evolution being boring from our last step. This movie is boring as hell. Okay, so I suspect part of the problem might be that none of us are terribly theologically aligned. Uh, well, I, I, I raised Catholic. No, but in the sense of, like, an emotional <laughs> level. Because I know you're not, you're not a person of faith. No, I mean, I don't think, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, don't but think I was you raised guys Catholic. Are either, like, I went right? to Catholic. Well, to be school. fair, like, I honestly, I'm not, like, I don't believe in anything, but I love stories of faith. Like, Scorsese's, like, 
Stigmata. Last Temptation of Grey. Scorsese Stigmata? No, I was just thinking of movies that have, like, but, uh, good Scorsese's in. Last Temptation of Christ, um, um, Silence. Like, I love his movies about belief and faith. I, I eat that shit up. Anything religious that gets to the crux of, like, why people believe or what, like, the tradition or what, like, anything dealing with it, I really find interesting. Okay. Maybe because I was raised Catholic in a Catholic school. I don't by any means buy in or believe in it, but I really like those human stories. So, yeah, I, this, I did not like religious imagery shit. This could have been my shit, but I did not like it. Well, well what's the Nexopsis? Well, oh. It's almost almost unnecessary. (laughs) Like it literally is just that little bit of a story, right? Like this young girl is dropped off at a convent and for mysterious reasons, not explained really. And uh, she makes friends with both the groundkeeper's daughter, which is the one that she develops a relationship with, and a couple two dead nuns, one that is sort of against her life and the other one that it's really helpful and pleasant to her. And she starts menstruating and thinks it's a visitation from God. To be fair, she's menstruating a lot. Like uh, well, buckets. okay, here's the thing. Well, like, At one point, there's a... Oh, I'm sorry, patient. No, no, I was just going to say, the first part of it, it, that's not a menstruation, that's a miscarriage. Right. Which, yeah. And she saves the miscarried bit. Except that doesn't make sense. Uh, but I was either. confused about that because it was like, didn't she just spoon oatmeal into a jar? Uh-huh. Like as it was a fantasy of a miscarriage, not natural miscarriage? And that's the thing. So this uh. is where the movie really fell apart all across the board for me. In the sense that we've got this tiny little story told in like sort of broader terms, like un... un expected things, you know, like the convent and, and like, the, the menstruation, the stigmata, the nuns, the dead and alive ones. But none of that other stuff leads to anything. Yeah, it really doesn't at go all. anywhere. Like, really none doesn't. of them are necessary. It's It feels like a demo reel. It's the young girl who is brought in by her mom to, like, oh, no, Grandma. I, grandmother, like, here's a place, you're going to feel safe, and you get the feeling, like, there's stuff that happened that made her not safe before. Well, she's obviously pregnant, and... I, I, I have a feeling she's pregnant by her dad or stepdad. Her, yeah, baby. it's... It, okay, okay that's so... Like that's, ending, that's what I got, was the grandma that, was like, I couldn't okay. save you from... From him. Yeah. So, and I, I couldn't save my daughter from him. I couldn't save you from him. So she knows that she's pregnant, but the girl is just a psychotic. I don't know. Or even if the grandma might not even know that she's pregnant. It's I'm not very pretty clear sure she knew because the girl talks about how she started her period and then it stopped. stopped. Yeah. And, and then it came she back. and then well. yeah, and then it but, came back because she So that's her pregnancy. She did have a miscarriage. miscarriage. And yeah. then they're like, oh heavy bleeding. Oh, that but, might be just a female thing that y'all don't know about. But like because they're like, oh do you always bleed this heavy? I'm, it's I actually, because I, she had a miscarriage. I read that one differently and you're probably right <clears throat> with your reading, but I thought she just didn't know what a period was that they. Okay, I, I'm going to back you up on that because I read an interview <clears throat> with the director who said nothing about miscarriages and said this has, actually has to do more with a condition, a real condition. Oh, where, really? Because she had just a zygote who in people, a jar. Who people? No, but remember, she scooped a. Oh, no. a she scooped off the the porridge or, the gruel or, whatever, or whatever into a jar. That oh, was, I thought she put it in the napkin and was feeding birds with that. Yeah. No, no, she put that into the she jar. Put that she put it into the jar. Yeah. She, did, she did put something It felt in like jar. it was a fantasy of it, but she, the, in the interview, the director was talking about like, 
people who suffer from this condition, which ha- deals with a super low iron, a super big iron deficiency, where they bleed way. No, not that specifically, that. but for people who have like periods that are super heavy well, see, flow to where they literally start hallucinating and they have iron deficiency. I mean, she's obviously stuff, sick. Is that what she's yeah. going for here? Is that this is this church who's not acknowledging that any girl is different from any other girl? Yeah. You know, that that's, they don't even want to acknowledge anything but the human condition because it's gross. Yeah, maybe, but I didn't even yeah. catch any of that religious oppression shit in this movie. It was like, subtle. It was See, barely any of that, I and also actually, we're the other fucking girls. I actually disagree with that 100%. I felt like this was, like, a movie that was literally... Damn it, snapped my rubber band. Put a dollar into the literally <laughs> jar. I know, in the literally <laughs> jar. I felt like this movie was about religion, like the, you know, religious oppression of females and, and how they're just sort of ground down and they have to follow the rules and... I should correct myself on what you're saying. I know that that's what this movie was wanting to be about, but I didn't think the movie was about that. It and didn't do a good job of that it. That I agree yeah. with, yeah. because no, I, I didn't think it did, did a great job. This is very it. loose with all its themes and it's what's happening so, in the plot. Uh, uh, and just, I think artsy-fartsy is our key word tonight. And that's and that's the thing about this one in particular. Like I said earlier, it feels in parts like a cinematographer's demo reel. There is no reason to be making these types of shots. Like it doesn't serve the story. It's just as though they're trying to show off. Like we can make shots like this. I, mean, I don't entirely agree with you. All um, the Dutch tilts. There was like seventeen Dutch tilts. Oh, I in know. I don't think it. Ne- I don't think it necessarily worked. But I understood stood their reasoning. Um, I, I like, and a lot of it has to do with the idea. If you look at this from the viewpoint of someone who is a, all things considered relatively normal girl who is dealing with this massive blood loss and iron deficiency, and being separated from her family, and having hallucinations, and having people tell her, "We don't want to talk about it. No, we can't talk about it." I was like, "Okay, this is a, and in a brand new place." But was, she's also having a healthy lesbian relationship. Right. And I that's, mean, that's I, the crux of the story. Like, all the other stuff you talked about is just an excuse to make the shots that look yeah. cool. All right, and so, none of those landed. I mean, interesting take on this is one of the reasons this got made at all is that the director, female director again, uh, grew up near the actual place where they filmed this, which is a famously, supposedly haunted place, the Kemper Center in Wisconsin, which was actually... Was, like, much like this place. I know, right, patients? I don't know <laughs> no, we're down. Um, we're all down. Uh, that is filled with stories of nuns who, on record, died horribly on the location. And people talk about the nuns, including one who's a regular thing in this, who, a nun who hung herself out front. Uh, including one who committed suicide by falling down the spiral staircase and died at the bottom. Like, those things are actually actually pulling on real stuff in terms of, like, actual deaths that happened there and supposed ghost stories around it. Even though the none at the bottom of the stairs is super creepy, the none hanging is, like, the most charming, nice ghost She's, like, straight from Sister Act, starring Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And, I mean, the thing is, is the whole nun-suicide side story, I... Wow, say that ten times fast. <laughs> I pulled that shit off right now. Um, 
did that really have any impact on the rest of the That's story? It just seems so inconsequential to me. Well, I mean, my confusion was really, is this really happening? Does she have a psychic thing? Is she purely hallucinating? Yeah. Because the movie never establishes it never that explains. there's any real... Like, there's a point where she mentions the to another nun, the nun that was hanging outside, and the other nun gives her a weird look, but that's as far as it ever goes. Yeah, when, and past that, like, what is, even if it's, if it's real, she's really seeing it, who's seeing it, like, that doesn't really matter, but what matters is what effect is it having on our character, and how is it driving the story forward, yes. and I have no idea what the it's doing. The answer is none. And right? I also don't up- know who <laughs> Birdie, who's Birdie? <laughs> like, who the fuck is this character? Like, I have no idea who this person is. Well, I'll tell you. And I watched this entire movie. Young actress Il- Ilrita um, Mimdowski is one of the most attractive things about this film, that she is... She is a great actress. Really a great actress. She's got a super unique look that reminds you of, like, young Winona Ryder. She's got this thing that you're like, damn, girl, I don't know who you are, but I want to see you in something else, because was- you've got that... I don't know what it is, that je ne sais quoi, where yeah. I'm like, you've got something. And she was literally, like, apparently when they had the line of young actresses, and she's had largely no experience before this. Uh, she's a high school student. She was picked out of a lineup by the director the moment she saw her went, oh, that's the one. I right was there. thinking, like, a Wednesday, young Wednesday Adams. Which also yeah. was compared you to. You know, yeah. 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 I, I, she was she was brilliant. She's she somebody was, that you want to see in more. I think both the girls were pretty... Pretty That's great. True. In this. I mean, our, our main one that played Birdie was. I'm not gonna, excellent. I don't want to say. I thought it was just kind of all right. I mean, it I could mean, be the material isn't really supporting. Like they don't really have much to do with the material they're working with. I, I just I found the performance to be like pretty pedestrian. She, did she definitely is interesting looking, and like it was right. There's, there's something that's magnetic about her on screen. That's like, oh yeah, not everyone has a quality where like you're on screen. It's like, oh my god, who's that person on screen? She definitely has that. But as far as the performance goes. See, that, I disagree. Whispery, like, that was the voice. best part for me because, especially in the parts where, you know, in the bathroom where she's like dousing herself with her menstrual blood and drinking it, FYI. <laughs> yeah, those little scenes where she's taking shots well, of her own menstrual blood. I mean, I thought shot, she shot, was. Shot, 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 I felt she was super convincing and super great as as a character, but overall, I felt like if she had a better <laughs> script... Yeah, if she had a bigger role, if she yeah. had a role, really, like if she had more of a character, she probably would have nailed it, because what she had was so slight... I don't know, I think she did an excellent job with what she was given. I mean, I wanted this to end up being... I was bored. A f- have, give me a feeling is the biggest problem. I never got a feeling. Yeah. I was just kind of going through the motions. Like, I see what you're talking about, and that's fine, but you created a movie that was more about, like, what you wanted to say about, like, being a teenager in menstruation, but didn't do it with any deep elaboration past we've seen before, with elements of horror films that never commits... That, that acts like, oh, I wouldn't want to commit to being... Oh, I'm not a horror film. Right. Like, has that sort of hands-offishness about it. The one thing I'll point out here that really fascinated me, there's a shot in the spiral staircase here that is taken directly from a really famous ghost photo 
uh, um, you know what I'm talking about, patients with the monk's hands on the Mm -hmm. stairs. Mm -hmm. And I was like, immediately went like, that's like one of the top three most famous ghost photos of all time. And I was like, holy shit, that's definitely supposed to be that photo. I'm surprised there wasn't a brown lady photo. I mean, I feel (laughs) like that it could have, I mean, I feel like this movie just had too many ideas and it, it just, it needed to stay with one or the other. So we have this, this chick who's. Uh, uh, psychotic and bleeding everywhere. We have these, you know, dead nuns. Maybe who's I'm pretty sure she was. Psychotic. That's a little strong. Although uh, being gay isn't crazy, patient. <laughs> yeah. I was. <laughs> so that was the thing is I felt like that whole like everybody dogpile patience. I know. <laughs> the joke was just too easy. You know, to I, I do <laughs> love a, do- a good dogpile. But um, uh, the le- I, we're the resisting les- urge to make '90s photos <laughs> jokes. <laughs> the lesbian uh, side quest—I you know, called it a quest. I've been playing too many. Side quest. I've been playing too many. Would you like games. to accept your lesbian side quest? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the lesbian. <laughs> it's worth three hundred experience points. <laughs> And 100 HP. Um, but I felt like that was just so inconsequential, and it didn't have anything to do with, you know, the what I think the director was going with. And honestly, I literally have no... God damn it. <laughs> Put I, another dollar in the literally jar. Yeah, I, I agree that... I don't know if the, I don't I know what no was idea. trying to be t- said yeah. with this movie. This Religious movie, suppression. To bring it down to, like, a real periods. simple sum up, this movie is bad. I'm sorry. Wow, really? Yeah. This movie's yeah. bad. It's a bad movie. And, and I know it's indie. It's and I know bad it's like, birdie. It's, it's a bad <laughs> birdie movie. It's just not... Do you prefer just the one with, with that's just called Birdie? Is it... Which one is that one? You never saw that? I don't think so. Uh, uh, what's his name? Matthew Dustin? something... Huh? Oh, no, no, it was an 80s film where it was like this whole lead up, this whole thing where a guy is a therapist who's dealing with this guy who's like, has war stuff and like believes he can fly as bird stuff. And like at the end of the movie builds up this whole cliffhanger. No idea, yeah. uh, uh, The guy's running towards the edge of the roof and he's like, the the therapist running towards him, no! And he he comes and, and he jumps off and he looks down and there's like another roof like three feet below it and it's just the guy looking up going, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's, that sounds great. But yeah, I, I thought this movie was bad. Yeah. Um, I thought, and serious question, where's the whiskey? Uh, it's so all but gone. But yeah, just because about, we just drank about it done. All. Yeah. Tiny bit. Yeah. Yeah. Finish that bottle. I, I just, I really like this young actress. I think she she's is, yeah. uh, has strong, I, I, she has almost nothing. She has a short film that she's been cast for since then, but she's like kind of mesmerizing. And I'm like, wow, she's got something and people should probably grab her. I think there's a lot of interesting ideas here that never gel. I think um, everyone involved in this movie had quite a bit of talent. And I think the bulk of them didn't have experience and they really suffered from no unified vision of what they're trying yeah. to do. Uh, Did we all just agree right now? I guess I was trying to think. I I was trying to think about what I could say that's positive about it. And I think you kind of nailed it on the head. It's like there's there's skill here, but there's no experience maybe in across the board. Which sometimes you know that works out great for indie movie or first time feature. But this time it just uh, did not. And but like I don't want to. It's not like. 
I mean, I admit, Completely I'm immediately time. turned off by a not necessarily theological film, but a theological film that's a slow burn meditation on theological stuff. I'm like, I don't care. This doesn't appeal to me or apply to me at all. I'm that point where I'm like, oh, yawn. And I don't think that this is necessarily about that stuff. I think it's more about, like, you know, the general idea of men or or of society and religion being disgusted and refusing to acknowledge women's Natural function, oh, man. but yeah, and that's that's exactly uh, Alan's what it was like. I don't want to talk about periods. I mean, no, no, no. I just exactly what it wanted I, to be. I, I just don't I know if that movie has any of that. I agree it. with Nick. I think that's what it wanted to be, but I also, as a woman, didn't think it it did that successfully. I didn't think it did either. Also, it it had a I believe a CGI uterus flying. I, lo- I kind of like that. That was like a little like clip art thing. Are you serious? <laughs> I, I was. They had that, was such a. They weird had that paper art move. thing as clip things, which were I very annoyed kind of the shit out of me. short film it. stuff, but I laughed yes. out loud when one of them was a uterus flying. I did that. I hated that. I hated that choice, but when that happened, I think I allowed to, oh, shit. (laughs) Because, like, it was a choice. I laughed. (laughs) I was like, that was funny. Um, Do we have a, do do we even have a death count for this one? One. One. I'm pretty sure Birdie dies at the end, right? No, no, I don't think Birdie dies. Sisters. No one does. Uh, no, I, like, well, or, she kind of walks out to the well, white yeah, and they show yeah. her like, like no, lying there. Oh, no, I, no, I, I think, think the last two. Yeah, she, oh, I, I don't think like she, she did. No, I think I'm the pretty other sure girl died. died. No, 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 the other girl leaves. No, you remember that whole thing with like she's leaving, but then they have the her cigarette case falls down on the ice. Oh, you remember that? And she's like, uh, and then it cuts, and then later Birdie is looking down, going, "Why is that cigarette case there?" And I'm like, and with everything was happening, I was like, I think they're trying to say she. I think that's more of a symbol of her leaving the convent. So maybe too. That's how bad this movie is. We don't even know who died. (laughs) We have okay. So my favorite uh, scene is at one point Birdie is sitting on the bench and she's talking to this dead nun who has hung herself. As you do. And Birdie's like, do. I brought cookies and, <laughs> <laughs> and the As nun, you do when you're talking and, to And she's nun. like, do you want some? And the, the sister who is literally being <sighs> no, it's true in this case. It's Being true. Hung, it this hung is by her neck from the tree. She's just like, I don't think I could, you know, swallow anything <laughs> right now. And I that was, was it like my throat's a little tight or something. Yeah, it, 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 that was my my favorite part of the movie. That made me laugh. That I I I really liked I the liked hung nun. She was, I liked the hung nun. She was the high point of the whole film. Yeah. She was the she best was just part of weapon. No, was nothing to do nun. with anything. She should have had. She anyway. should have had a high pitched British accent. Oh, dear. <laughs> and I'm really sad that we don't know if that's just birdies, like, you know, because they say, oh, we're going to find out what your talent is. Is that birdies talent? Oh, other than dressing up statues whole, like, and masks. Soft, like her being weird. a singer thing? Oh, yeah. And it all doesn't of a sudden, go anywhere like, for no reason? Special, yeah. You know what? Like, I think we're talking about this movie way too long. Yeah. Yeah. Next movie. <laughs> You're right. We didn't have any intentions of talking about this movie. All right. So, so we've been largely with this this round been negative. But I got to tell you, I genuinely really liked our next film, which is 2017's Cargo, which is on Netflix. Uh, it, it only came out this year, I believe, on Netflix but it originally came out and made the rounds at film festivals in 2017. It's an Australian post-apocalyptic drama zombie film, but don't get turned off. I get it. 
everybody's a little burned out on zombie films to some extent, even if I think you're being hyperbolic and ridiculous. Just my <laughs> own personal opinion. But this is a charming little story about the love between a father and his daughter. I love how you call it charming. It I did. I, I found think, it charming. I was charmed by it as well. I yeah. feel like this... Heartfelt. I actually got a little misty-eyed at the end of this one, and that's a rare thing for a zombie movie, if it's ever happened to me before. Right. I think it probably hasn't. I just cry whiskey. I don't cry tears. <laughs> oh, wait. Let me get my shot glass under your eye. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, what, what's this film about? Uh, so... We've got Andy and his wife, Kay. They're on the river in zombie-infested backwoods, Australia. Which they call virals, not zombies. Virals, that's right. Or uh, there's another term they use for it in yeah, the description of it. Uh, I can't remember what it Diggas. is. Diggas. D with a D. Yeah. Sorry. I just wanted to do that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, right, you yeah. can't say wow. that here. Can you just... I just realized I was kind of off mic. And He's I about to be like, dig up, please. And I don't want, I don't want people to mishear it. It's diggers uh, with a D. So there go all of our subscribers. <laughs> Whatever. I would I'll never. more nudies. It's fine. He's Latino. It, it's okay. It's, I don't agree that it would be okay. And I did not say it. His last name's Galinsky. But I am, yeah. I, that's true. But, you know, names can be deceiving. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we went off. All right. So, uh, uh, short version of this is Andy and his wife Kay, they're on this river trying to survive in zombie infested Australian outback, and they're fishing up whatever they can from the river. And being shunned from the shore by the few survivors that they come across. Standoffish. Right. With, like, displaying a gun and saying, like, you know, don't come here. It's a viral infection, so, yeah. And they come across a downed yacht in which Andy goes into it and he finds a bunch of food, but potentially one of the infected in there. But he gets out before it's too late. And then his wife, Kay, goes in later, thinking it's safe, gets bitten. And now we've got 48 hours before she turns. And we've also got, after she bites him, we've got 48 hours before he turns. And this is one of, like, the the real sort of grace notes. So if you've watched a lot of zombie movies, adding even small little details mean a lot. So oh, that's, I'm glad you said that, because the details of it sets it apart. Yeah. Like, it you changes it. That? Yeah, it changes what is a standard zombie movie into, a, like, a ticking clock movie. And it also, the little detail, you see little things floating in the river that seem to be, like, airdropped by the government, and there's, like, these little kits. Like, a, one's, like, a thing to kill yourself or a zombie with. It's a little knife it's thing. To kill yourself, yeah. And there's also... Like, there's a suicide tool. Essentially, in your, like, yeah, they're yeah. dropping up all the And there's clothes. a little manual of how to use it, and there's a wristwatch that you put on once you're bitten, and it kind of tracks... It's maybe, a bit. Yeah, it, it, might, it might be tracking your vitals, so but it's definitely, <laughs> definitely counting, down. it's definitely counting down the clock at the when the infection takes complete hold. Yeah. And that little touch sets this movie apart in a way that's interesting. Um, I mean, I think it's a lot more than that. I mean, first off, it's Martin Freeman playing the dad, who this is his second horror movie in as many years, doing Ghost Stories, which is, uh, I think, Ghost Stories was awesome. Kind of a masterpiece. We did Ghost Stories. We did yeah. do Ghost Stories. So good. Um, and this movie, the setting is secondary to the emotional content by a huge level, and the emotional content works like fucking crazy. Uh, at the end of this movie, I was crying. I was openly weeping watching this, going like, damn, I never thought... Because the first third, I'm like, great, it's another zombie movie, fine, whatever. 
and it slowly builds and grabs you in. But it's not just that. It's also about the Western, like, invasion of Aboriginal say, stuff. Because this is the in settings Australia. a really important part of yeah. this. And how uh, Toomey, so this Toomey is a native that Martin Freeman comes across and eventually, or at first, just, like, disregards and goes his own way. And then eventually gets chained to her, and now he's, her life is part of his responsibility for his own life, which he knows is going to end because and, he's been bitten. And it should be said that when he... Before he gets chained to her, he, like, helps out a dude who's kind of, like, trapped him or something. He helps free him, and the guy takes him back home. And we come to find out that this guy is a huge piece of shit who's, like, kidnapped the woman, and he's pretty much trapping Aborigines to get them, like, to as For bait, zombie bait. To, to kill the zombies, to take off goods from them. So when the world gets back on his feet, he's rich. He's just a true scavenger asshole. Yeah. Um, and has a wife who's, like, only there because she has no choice. Well, he's, like, kidnapped her, kind of. He, he, yeah, she mentioned no, that he, he killed her husband. much younger than yeah. her. Yeah. And, um, and it should be said that, speaking to that metaphor, that Martin Freeman's character, at first, he sees these people chained up, and he's kind of going along with this because he's safe and what? his daughter's safe, and he wants anything that protects his daughter. There's an edge where he's enough. just like, I'm willing to deal with this to a point, and then he gets... Past that point, which speaks to the larger metaphor that we're dealing with here, yeah. And it yeah. speaks to two different sides of sort of the colonialization of, yep. of Australia. Absolutely. So, like, Vic, which is our bad guy that's been kidnapping them to use his zombie bait, he's obviously the evil side. Martin Freeman, which, who we like and we've been following this whole time, is still taking advantage of Toomey for the sake of himself and his own daughter. Absolutely. He's indifferent in the beginning, but as they go along their path and as they like grow and go through this, you know, I mean, they go through a lot with the Vic and Lorraine thing. They work together to escape from Vic's, you know, like weird zombie traps. And you, I mean, I really do think it is a metaphor for modern Australia right now because they do still have a lot of, you know, heavy racism there against Aboriginals. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, and so I, I, Excuse me. I dreaded going into this movie. Like, really? I, I what, really. What was did. your reason? Because I'm so burnt out on zombie movies. Yeah. You're one of those. I, I, I picked this movie, and I am burnt out on zombie movies too. Because I was just, I'm, I'm sort of done with the genre. Does not, and even this movie, which I enjoyed, it still has a lot of like the zombie stuff. Was like, okay, this is happening now bored by this, but, but it takes slight turns that make it interesting. This one was original, yeah. and I mean, this one really... It's an emotional drama that happens to have zombies. And I am never going to admit that I have emotions, but at the <laughs> end of this movie, I... No one witnessed it, so it wasn't well, you, true. You weeped. Yeah. We all cried I a little I bit. I didn't shed a tear. I really No, I, I mean, heartless. To be to be very real about it, like I will cry movies, but I did not cry this movie. It didn't really hit me that hard. But I didn't see. I did like King it in this movie. Is what Alan said. <laughs> <laughs> I did like. I did like the ending and everything, but like it didn't like move me to tears by any means. But. It was emotional. I, well, I, I mean, I was moved by it. The beginning of the movie pisses you off because they make all of the same mistakes that everybody ever fucking makes in a zombie movie. Yeah, it's like so crazy infection. I'll think yeah, I'll wander ooh, off by myself. Like, well, although, I mean, it's interesting because they're in a houseboat, which we've never seen before. I've never seen before. The idea that like, we're floating down a river on a houseboat, which couldn't be more like, fuck you, you can't get near me, which is like, oh, that's actually a pretty good idea. From the, the zombie zombies, thing. not from the people. And like, but the point is, like, I didn't think it was stupid to go like, oh, there's a crashed boat. 
they were already discussing, we're running out of food. Yeah, but half, but come all that takes is him to be like, hey, wife, wake up. I'm going to go in here, watch my back. I'm out. I'm safe. Yeah, I mean, and then well, and rather than going there by yourself and then the wife go in by yourself. And then there's a lot of pointless That's relationships true. like the RV people and Vic and Lorraine where she just randomly, like, dies for no... I mean, it's That's just... I personally disagree with the pointlessness of those relationships. I think uh, the RV people is a really interesting spot in this movie. Okay. When he comes back to them thinking, this is maybe a place I can keep my daughter safe, and the husband and father of this group of the river people is going to kill all of his uninfected family and himself afterwards and give him two bullets. I found that incredibly disturbing, brutal scene. Exactly. And it's it's a moment where Martin Freeman really pulls his everyman character really well because he lets it happen. You know? And so like this this movie well, I it's think it's a choice exactly. that he has to make and the camera is about you following him making that choice to going Jesus fucking Christ, and him going with everything he's been through, is he going to let this guy murder his entire family? And he And does. then when he does, you're like, it's a reasonable choice to make. i just questioning in myself whether I would have made that same choice. Exactly. That was, and that I think that's some of the most scene. interesting <laughs> stuff about it. Same with uh, Toomey, the aboriginal girl in the cage, that he would just have yeah. let, stayed there had he not wound up getting caught up with her. So he's got to reckon with what he's done wrong throughout the course of this movie. Yeah. And then he winds up, eventually, as a zombie, doing the noble thing. Like, setting it up before he turns. Uh, I thought that's one of the... death. I thought that was one of the coolest fucking parts of this movie. That they set up, like, he's like, I know I'm turning into a zombie. I... We... But I... The only thing that makes sense to me at all is making sure you're okay. Let's figure out a way that you can make me turning into a zombie an advantage. And I was like, I have never seen that before. It was cool that was new and it kind of made me cry. It was, I was like, that level... That I love noble sacrifice that always gets to me and that was... I mean, although he had no choice about turning into a zombie, it had the rings of noble sacrifice about it. Well, I'll tell you, the part like, that, that made me cry, it wasn't the noble sacrifice. It was... To me, the young girl that stopped him from being killed when she gets to the whole village with all of her, uh, with the elder the and all the people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And stops Are we him. allowed to say that? Is there anything reason to say not I to know, I believe they're, they're I think okay. Aborigines is Aborigines, okay. Aboriginals, uh, If not, please send all your hate mail to Chris Collins. Yeah, I mean, sorry, just, I'm just sorry if I'm wrong. No, but yeah, if we are out of touch, if, just if, know yeah, that it's coming no, from a please. true ignorant place yeah. and not like a... Not like a... Oh, I'm well known for being stupid. So. <laughs> yeah. So the the elder is about to kill Martin Freeman's character, Andy, and and Toomey stops him, and then sprays his wife's perfume in front of his face, just so he yeah. has that, moment. so that even as a zombie, he can like he has that that bit connect. of like humanity that comes out, and then yeah. she holds his hand, and it's like. And then they kill him. And then they kill him. And it's the <laughs> sweetest goddamn thing. And if you didn't it cry, really you're a monster. I just thought he had a bad would. sinus infection. <laughs> All that yellow gunk on his face. I found no, it deeply I, affected. It's like, I, give him a no, tissue. I'm him. serious. I don't, I don't feel emotions. We all know this. But I, I do. I might have shed a whiskey tear. <laughs> Which then immediately you drank again. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, well, recycle. Obviously, obviously, because reduce, I mean, reduce, why would recycle. I waste whiskey? <laughs> I, I, I did. I found this very touching, and um, 
It's a nice take on a a zombie. And it's an interesting, all the stuff. All right, so one of the things with reading about this, that they were not fucking around with, like, they didn't want a casual take on uh, the the Aboriginal culture. They went into this, having written the script, knowing this was going to be part of it, didn't, like, had large parts that were like, we're not writing this until we find out what actual Aboriginal actors we're working for, working with, because we want to make sure we're dealing specifically with their culture and not with, because it's like Native Americans, you know, it's Australia, it's a huge fucking continent. It's like, we don't want to like make them do something that's not even their culture. So they found their group and were like, talk to us. And so there was a huge communication between the writers, the directors, even the actors with working with these other actors here who were genuine Aboriginal actors who were working there with dealing with making Native sure this was right. Is that the right way? I, I'm just guessing. You're, you're guessing. That's <laughs> accurate. Decent guess. And I think that's kind of awesome. And I, I also so love the fact that Martin Freeman, who I really don't didn't before this know anything about as a person, all you find online when you start researching this is people talking about he may be the greatest, most human person I've ever worked with. <laughs> oh, like I love person that so after much. person going like what a genuine sweetheart of a human being. He was so nice. He was so like there for everyone. Like the young actress he worked with was like he completely went way out of his way to make sure I felt comfortable in every single scene I was in. Like everybody going like I he he that. he ate every night, not with the cast, but with the crew. He That's went amazing. to eat with the crew the whole well, time. I heard he shook that baby and he slapped that little he girl. That and he was just a big he racist asshole Trump. all the time. He found a way to become an American citizen to vote for Trump. He's a big bad guy. And I don't like him. I'm just kidding. I haven't heard any of that. Uh, Cargo was actually an expansion of a 2013 short film, which you can find on YouTube. It's only over, seven minutes long, I believe. Yeah, over 13 million YouTube views. Wow. But it was such a huge hit because that, like, they, they expanded into a full movie. But like, that being said... It's time to go on to the next oh, film. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, yeah, I will say, Final Thoughts, I liked it quite a bit. I did, yeah, too. Yeah, Cargo was good. And I, I was actually pleasantly surprised because, again, I'm so burned out on zombie films. Uh, yeah. The only zombie film I'm looking forward to is Zombieland 2. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that as well. Double tap? I, I mean, yeah, double tap. Which I was weird out to see that Bill Murray is on the cast list for. Oh, yeah, I'm like, I, didn't he decisively die in the first one? Yeah, but one? now he's a zombie. Now, be a zombie. now he's a zombie. <laughs> I know. I know Dan Aykroyd is also decisively in the cast list playing himself. Anyway, uh, let's move on tired. to The Night Shifter, which was my initial pick for this one. And I saw this at Fantastic Fest and really enjoyed a lot of things about this. I don't think this is a perfect film by any stretch of the imagination. But this did weird... Weirdly uncomfortable horror shit that I've never seen before, especially in terms of some of its visual stuff that I was very much like, I couldn't get it out of my head. Uh, yeah, I think at Fantastic Fest we talked about actors because I'm sort of mixed on this movie. There's a, I like more about it than I don't like, but one thing we both agreed on immediately was the weird, like, uncanny valley of the 
corpses talking. Being used being positive. It's like, that's really cool because it doesn't look natural, but it would look supernatural like a dead body isn't alive, but it's still talking and has yeah. facial features. I, I was unclear on how they did it. The weird... first I thought it was puppets, and apparently it wasn't. It was, they used CG play, faces on yeah. top of, like, yeah. like, like... It's like the spirit is talking, but yeah. the body is kind but, of, but it, it works really well. But I was like, I like it a lot, because it makes you feel deeply uncomfortable yeah. when these corpses are talking. Anyway, Nick... What's the Nixopolis or what? What is it? Nixopolis. We're, we're never going to get a good term for this thing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep on trying. Uh, so Stenio's our main character. He's an overnight attendant at a morgue, and his job is gross and thankless. And his home life with his wife Odette is also pretty gross and thankless. Yeah, and it is. Fuck that bitch. And the damn. Only thing is, yeah, I don't That's know. Strong I just, feelings. It's reasonable. That's strong feelings. And the. Uh, the only thing he's got going for him is, one, he's got a couple of kids, one of which is pretty nice, the other one's kind of a pain. Yeah. And also, he can speak to dead people, and he has been able to for as long as we know, as long as he knows. And it's, the thing I like really about this is, as a, a worker at a morgue, He's talking to dead people as though it's a matter of course. He's just like, nope, you're not in the hospital. <laughs> like, right. You're dead. No, I'm sorry. But <laughs> like, you're dead. I can't. And so sometimes it turns out nice, right? Like, someone asks a dead person, asks them to do a favor and say, hey, can you call my wife and, like, tell her this happened? And he's like, yeah, I can do that for you. And sometimes wow. it's like a gangster that says, hey, can <clears throat> you tell. Kill this motherfucker. Can you, yeah, tell someone to kill this motherfucker. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. But mostly, he's, he's relatively indifferent to it, until he finds out from a corpse that his wife has been sleeping around for quite some time. Yeah, which he suspected already. Yeah, and she's been sleeping around with uh, the owner of a deli, and it's, it's described as a deli, but that's where he goes to get drunk after work. Yeah. <laughs> and so he uses his knowledge of the gangster stuff to try to get a gang... To murder the deli owner that's sleeping with his wife. Yeah. And then, of course, things go... For the first time, he goes, I'm going to use knowledge I got from the dead for my own benefit. And he does it, and then he comes back, and immediately another dead person went, oh, you fucked up. Exactly. (laughs) And then in that killing, that attempted killing, or successful killing of the um, bakery or deli owner... His wife was also killed, which he wasn't necessarily planning on, but he's also like... He's not that hurt by it. Not, not really that. <laughs> he's shocked. Okay. But I mean, the moment he sees the corpse... kind of a fucking cunt. Oh, she's the and, worst. And I can use she's that word. She's not even kind of. She's She's horrible. a terrible person. Like, she... I mean, she just is straight up like, you're disgusting and I The movie hate goes you. out of the way. I mean... She's a dictator. She's a fucking They make bitch. no mistake of the fact that she's horrible. Yeah. She's, like, mean to him nonstop, and nothing in this before that shows you he's being a dick. She's just like, oh, you're coming home you from smell. your job. And, by the way, I don't have a job. I just <laughs> sit here and let you pay for everything. <laughs> you come home from your job smelling like corpses and shit, and it's disgusting. I don't even want to be near you. And she's cheating on him with this guy. She's also she a dick to the like guy. Shit. That she's cheating with to his yeah. daughter. She's like a huge dick to her. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she's not great. She's just like a shitty person. She's horrible. She's just a terrible person. So it's like. In our theme of shitty women movies. Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. We've got a lot of female the, villains. The weird twist here is that this moves into a more con- 
and I say weird, it moves into a slightly more conventional film uh, from the get-go, from that setup, which is the th- first act, of like, oh, now her spirit is furious and is haunting their house, and it becomes a poltergeist film. I feel like this is two different movies. Yeah. yeah. And um, the, first, the first half of the movie is like this really cool concept where we have this morgue attendant who can talk to the dead and learn their secrets and and... Uh, you know, he's living his, he's trying to go through life with their secrets and, and trying to do the right thing or the bad thing or whatever. And then the whole entire second half of this movie is uh, just a generic poltergeist well, movie. Uh, it, to be generic fair, is very I wouldn't tell, I, I would say it's generic. I would say it's competent. I don't think it's generic because, like, there was, like, I, you know, we see a lot of horror movies, all of us here. Like, oh, and, oh do we? Yeah, I didn't realize. this, oh, this is a horror romantic Wait. comedy show. <laughs> but, you, but but you know, we've seen a lot of like haunted house movies where like the scares are like, God, fuck this! This is, and they're competent scares. Here. I like, thought they were solid. They're scares. good. It's just after the premise, which seems so exciting, it kind of sucks to get into like a pretty good haunted house movie. Yeah. Exactly, you'd want. I wanted something more. Exactly. There was, there was some promise going on here, and then it devolved into just straight by the numbers. Yeah. Like, like if this movie started haunting. off as like a haunted house movie, and then the back half was like the conclusion to that okay, haunted movie. I, I don't hundred percent agree with you guys because I think along the way this develops has some things that are like that's fucked up. Oh. Like there's a point where his kid's birthday party, like he's like, "Here's your oh. present," <laughs> and it's a human spine. Yeah. It's that, like he didn't do. And I was like, that I did not see coming. That, that was fucking, fucking bizarre. And the movie's filled with weird little, probably like stuff that would never happen in a you know, movie. It's really film, just but. just the third act, the ending of this movie that bums me out because it seems like those unique choices and the way that this cursing or haunting is taking place gets very conventional by the end. Where mm. the beginning and the middle was like, it's, oh, I haven't seen it done like this way. And another problem is the premise. The setup of this is when he steals the secret from the dead. It was like, you're marked, you're fucked. And then also, when he kills his wife through that, like, she's, like, pissed. So she's haunting. Is it he's cursed for sharing the secret, or is she haunting? Right. Or is it both? It's never really clear on that. And I think it's way more interesting if she's not... I, I, the movie doesn't make its choice there. It kind of just abandons that whole your mark thing. It doesn't really explore that idea. It just seems like her ghost is fucking with well, him. Well, I think the idea is that her ghost wouldn't have had the power to fuck with him. Me, yeah, it, but it doesn't really... That the curse is that it gave the power to the victim of it, yeah. which is what I got from it. Yeah, but the movie so kind of... that power she wouldn't have had otherwise. We have to take that leap, though. It, it feels like... The moment, the moment he, s- he spills the secret, the corpse is like, oh, you're fucked. But then it's also like, you have a ghost with, like, who wants to do it. It's not like, if it was a loving wife who was forced to haunt, that's more interesting. Or if it's just like, the spirit world is coming after this guy, that's a little more interesting. But the vindictive wife who was shitty while she was alive, also being shitty as a ghost, is like, I don't know. That's it's not, exactly not, what you would not as good as I would. I kind of found. I would have found the whole like, oh, you fucked up, and it just the whole spirit were turning on him to be more generic than continuing on the relationship between the characters. I found that but more interesting. I think what Ellen's suggesting, and I, if the, so, I agree with it. One or the other would have been the right choice, right? Mm-hmm. If the whole ghost world came against him because he like used ghost secrets for yeah. a thing, that'd be one. If thing. he got the or if his yeah. wife. 
came against him because she hates him. That would be another thing. But not picking a side just makes it a weird, confusing thing. Well, you know what would be... What, I, I hate to do this whole thing. Like, this would make this movie better if they did it this way. Like, sucks. But... That's fair. It's what we're here for. Yeah, yeah, I know. But it's like a very particular type of, like, critique that I'm not super into. But if the relationship You're wasn't... a monster. If the relationship <laughs> between him and his wife wasn't super shitty, like, if it was, like, a fairly loving relationship that kind of lost its vibe and she was having an affair... And then he decided to have that guy killed, but his wife was killed in the process. Yeah. But he had love there, yeah. and she was the vessel which was used to haunt. That's, oh, shit. Like, you know, it's like she doesn't necessarily want to do this, but she's, like, the image you see. She's, the, like, that's, like, very haunting and scary. And that's, like, real. But she fucking sucks. And it's, like, fuck her from the beginning of the movie. Fuck her at the end of the movie. She sucks. There's, like, you know, it's, like, it's. I it's, think the biggest problem here is that. The initial supernatural setup with him talking to the dead is so much more interesting yeah. than, than a ghost movie. But I also don't think the ghost movie is not good. I oh, think yeah, it's I agree really good. I agree with I, that. I think the problem is that first third is promises so much more cool innovation and then doesn't deliver on it because we go into a slightly more conventional one that I still think is frightening. I don't like the whole, this intro, the second act introduction of like the, the, this young nubile chick who comes into their life that he clearly has kind of a crush on who's going to take care of his kids and so clearly she's the person he's trying to defend when she's not necessary at all in the story because he's trying to defend his kids. Yeah. The kids would have been much more scary. There's no reason for her character to be in this film at all. In addition to that, I think one of the premises in the first half for the first third or so of the movie that got left behind is the actual gang violence that he sees all the time, right? Like, most of his corpses are from gang violence. Oh, Brazil. Uh-huh. Exactly. And which was really, like, interesting and then <clears throat> totally got forgotten. Like, yeah. completely let go of they for, like, the following... Oh, such a great, like, you know, uh, I mean, Brazil is, is blowing up right now politically. I mean, they could have done a And cinematography-wise, too, it, and with films. That's true. Yeah. I just, I mean, I felt like this film was just limp. So maybe you wouldn't be surprised to hear that this whole thing was written as a television series first. Oh. The, 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 the major uh, television company in Brazil, like the big, like their biggest company, okay. was like went to this guy who had already made like short, been making short films for twenty years, uh, including a Coffin Joe feature that he wrote. Coffin Joe being the maybe the biggest horror guy ever out of Brazil, embodiment of evil in two thousand eight. Um, but this is his feature debut. They he like after seeing that the uh, one of the people who worked at the company was like I really want to work with you, and they developed this whole thing as a television series, and then the some of the production people at the top the the money people balked because they're like this is so fucking dark I don't think we really? can put this out. Well, you can see like it describes like procedural where he talks to the dead. Yeah, it gets involved in these lives and it's he's like, haunted by the dead. <laughs> it's like a it's a great. Great little setup there. And it's something that I would be way more interested in exploring. And apparently there's, like, the film has been received relatively well at film festivals, and there's actually talk of them doing a sequel as a television series on Brazilian TV now due to the success of the the film. I will say, I have a lot of the movies we watched. This is one of the, like, most 
It's the best, like, paced, directed, edited. Like, it's, it's fun like, to watch. It's a fully yeah. complete movie yeah. um, as opposed to things bored. that are trying yet. Yeah. You're not going to be bored at all <laughs> watching this movie. I, the hauntings Except get a little repetitive at the end, honestly. I disagree uh, really? a little bit. I mean, I definitely, like, an hour 20 in, I'm like, okay, can we just fucking wrap this up already? <laughs> like, let's just get it over with. I found this very exciting all the way through. And, yes, I can go and, like, cast a critical eye and go, there are points... Like, it was sure it would have been cool to see this happen, and I can see the whole, oh, wow, of course this was filmed, uh, uh, idealized as a television show, but I really loved that first act so fucking much. I loved the conceit. The problem. I loved the conceit so much of the sort of puppet dead corpses. Like, they're so, they, you, it's the only time I've ever seen anyone say, Let's use the uncanny valley for us. That, I've never seen anyone ever do that and I say, think let's there's use really that. good arguments <clears throat> on both sides of the uncanny valley thing, but for me, it did not work. I would much rather have seen an actor laying out in a slab and talking okay. rather than a CG face. That really pulled it me out. It was a little bit. Uh, see, to me, it's the, like, I think if a, a guy's there talking, it's just like the actor's talking. It doesn't seem it's very supernatural. I don't know. That you I, don't seem very supernatural. Your mom doesn't seem very supernatural. But I, I kind of dug I dug the way it looked. I hope to God his mom's alive. <laughs> I know, right? Otherwise, that would have been very... Uh, man, it's sad news, guys. My mom died, like, yesterday. I'm actually going to a funeral tomorrow. <laughs> Alan. No, I mean, I would have liked to see Why more. didn't you do your homework? Alan. Homework? What's wrong What's you know, body? back in the deck. No, it's Alan. What's the body count? Oh, nice. Yes, for this one, it was eight, I believe. It's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. Because in the beginning, there's like that mudslide where like, I don't know if we're counting those people on the body count. No. I counted the first two gang members, the two that she More killed her. More people died than our, the main yeah. character is responsible for. But yeah. But really see it on screen. The, the characters that have died that are... Pivotal to the plot, I counted eight. And then in Cargo, the last movie oh, we just we did, did I didn't, it was seven. Oh, okay. So you have the wife, the kidnapped wife, family of four, and are your main star. I will say that, like, there's a sequence toward in the third act of this where the main characters walk down the street and everyone whose death he is indirectly responsible for is kind of staring and following at him. Made me feel like my spine was made of ice watching it. I was like, oh my god, that is so fucking creepy. What What a nightmare. I think every sequence of this film has great stuff in it. It just doesn't live up to the premise, of, the promise of the first act. Yeah, that's the biggest problem with it, I think. Too. But that being said, this del- episode oh, wait, 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 wait. of Doom. What? Real quick, for fuck's sake! Not in the movie, but can I plug something? Yeah, because I really just I, I wanted to do it in the la- our first episode coming out. I'm in a band called the Delicate Boys. You could have waited until after the end thing. Well, yeah, we'll do this. Bit. It's just like plugs, plugs, and then we'll wrap it up. Right. And a band called the Delicate Boys. Our debut album called Mineral Empire just came out. You can stream it on all platforms. Where can they find it? Spotify, YouTube, Apple so, Music. Say it again. The the Delicate Boys. Delicate is the band. Boys. It's the name Mineral, of the band. Mineral Empire. What do you play in it? I play the synth and Xylophone. I play the crowd, baby. 
Xylophone. <laughs> <laughs> this is Xylophone. I play the crowd and I play with you your heart. Xylophone, right? I think and your emotions. Synthesizer. And speaking of bad synthesizer scores, we're going to talk about that coming <laughs> up in our next episode. <laughs> speaking of bad <laughs> synthesizers, <laughs> why do you get equate with the delicate voice with bad synthesizers? I guess I'm not saying you're a bad synthesizer player, but we're going to talk about I like about how you're using synthesizer. You should play, hear him play Axel F. It's dead on. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only song we play over and over again, actually. We're all Axel F cover like, band. Their whole thing is they just fuse the soundtrack to Suspiria with I, the soundtrack to Beverly Hills Cop, and it's amazing. It's experimental that, incredible. That he plays a terrible synthesizer. Yeah. Yeah, I do. It, the noise blends in there perfectly. Synthesis. Trust our boy. Noise. Listen to Alan's Delicate Boys. Delicate Boys. Yeah, is that spelled in, not with a Z, right? No, it's with a Z. Don't confuse the things. Delicate boys. Put it and, in Google. Find us. And an, an I. Ignore the first three hits of porn. <laughs> 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 We're down there on the thing. You'll see it. We're the band. And, and Chris and Patience. Ignore them as well. Oh, definitely. As well, you should. Okay. So we'll be back in another week with the finale of this series. If Holy we can get shit. through it. Oh, my God. Is there more whiskey? We're going to need more whiskey. We're going to need more whiskey.